0: Welcome to Why Are You Adulting, a podcast about motivated Millennials that do a thing. Welcome to Why Are You Adulting, a conversation about motivated Millennials that do a thing. Jason here super thrilled to talk to you guys this morning and today's episode is sponsored in part by JSO general an ebay store that sells everything in general and relevant to today's episode JSO general uses recyclable materials in just about every single order Um, a lot of the boxes that you might get from this store are either already recycled or they're perfectly um, able to be recycled in your house, uh, for any kind of things that you might need to ship out to somebody, or just for any kind of general cardboard uses of any kind. So today's episode is all about activism. It seems to me that a lot of people are baffled by how much Millennials care about activism. We are the generation that's known to be really interested in companies that are doing sustainable practices, ethical practices. We put our money to support certain companies that are doing good things, and we boycott the companies that are doing bad things. And I don't actually think that Millennials are morally superior to any other generation for doing that. I think that I think that every generation has been concerned about issues that pertain to them. and. Perhaps the millennials are a little bit more seemingly involved in this because we're more aware of it. Social media makes it easier than ever to find out what good and bad things companies are doing. It makes it easier than ever to spread the word about boycotts. Like millennials are not the first people to do this kind of stuff. We all know about the Boston Tea Party and how the American colonists would boycott certain British goods because they didn't want taxation without representation. I think it's good that millennials are interested in activism, but I think that the way that we approach it could use a lot of improvement. Because the way that we approach persuasion when it comes to activism is not as effective as it could be. I'll give you an example. Back when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I watched a movie in eighth grade called An Inconvenient Truth, which to me looked like this guy who had lost a presidential election, who used to raise black Angus as a kid. was just throwing pictures of drowning polar bears and a bunch of statistics in my face. And I, I laughed at it because it didn't make sense to me. I was like, how does this all apply to me? The world is getting warmer. Well, I hate the cold. So that's a good thing. I don't care about polar bears. I'm in Delaware. Like, why do I, how is any of this stuff relevant to me? And so I made fun of it. But then over time, when I actually saw the the real statistics and the, the actual news and the people who explained the actual catastrophic consequences of global warming and of pollution and how much easier it would be to just move away from that and to to clean up and to reduce carbon emissions and how easy it is to actually change things. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, this is a huge problem. Let's do something about it. And that's where I started becoming very interested in the environment and writing about that. If you want to see some of the samples of the writing that I do, check out my website, jasonhewitt.com, and take a look at featured projects or content writing. You can see some of the articles that I've written professionally about the environment. But I, you know, so even though I agree with Al Gore's message, I agree with the intent, I don't necessarily agree with how it was presented. Because I think that any time that you want to persuade somebody about something, you can't talk about yourself very much. You You have to talk about them. You have to talk about what they want. And the pitfall that a lot of millennials fall into is that when we see things like liberty and justice for all, when we see things like America is supposed to be a country that believes in equality, we assume that everyone actually believes that. And the sad reality is that not everyone really believes that. There are people in this country that don't care about other people's lives. There are people in power in this country that don't care about the health of our planet. There are people in this country and throughout the world who don't care about polar bears. And it could be because of corporate greed and they just don't care about, you know, empathy. Or it could be something like a a family in in a developing country that needs to feed their family so they do cut down the rainforest and try to raise some crops on that land because they have no other alternatives. So I think that understanding the complexity of those issues and that there are different people who want different things, it would be best for us in order to get what we want, which is a healthier planet in this case, to talk to people in a different way about how to change what they're doing. So in the case of the environment, who is really at fault here? I would say it's pretty safe to say that big industry like the oil companies are at fault. Like they're the ones who are fracking and digging and spilling oil all over the planet. Um, and oil And the burning of fossil fuels is what is overwhelmingly contributing to the amount of greenhouse gases in our atmosphere. And there's an alternative to this, too. We've discovered that it is possible to have electric cars. It is possible to generate solar energy. It is possible to have an excess of solar energy, where California has to pay Arizona to take power off of its grid because it generates too much solar energy. We've discovered that's possible for wind energy. We've discovered all these alternative possibilities, but why aren't we actually investing in them as a society? Well, the reason is because there are big businesses that have made their money off of oil and they don't want that to change. For them, it would be a financial risk to say, all right, we're going to stop producing oil and we're going to spend a gazillion dollars in trying to make solar energy work. We're going to try to sell it. We're going to try to make it cheaper and affordable for everybody. And we're going to try to make all of our partners who have been using gas for years. We're going to try to make them change their minds and suddenly take this risk with us to do solar power. They don't want to do that because they might lose a lot of business, like catastrophically so if someone were to take that risk, even if they had all the money in the world to do that, they're not too big to fail. And, and they, they don't care about the planet. They, they care about staying in business. They care about making that profit. And what boggles my mind is that if, it, if we want the oil companies to stop producing oil, we've already told them and made them very much aware that climate change is going to have catastrophic consequences for the future of our planet and our children. And they don't care. They clearly just do not care. They, they've spent more money trying to deny these facts than they have been ever trying to invest in alternative energy. Now, here's the thing. If we changed our tune and we said, hey, guys, there's an opportunity that's never been had before. You right now lead the oil industry. But if you invest in solar energy, you could become a pioneer in this new form of energy. And then you could beat out your competition by getting ahead in this race. If we change our tune and start pitching that kind of alternative to these companies, then they're going to listen because their motivation is money. Their motivation is not saving the planet like ours is. Their motivation is making as much money as possible, beating out their competition. But there's also ways to do that in a, so that they get what they want and we get what we want. So I think if we, if we take that approach with everything, then I think we would be a lot more effective at persuasion overall. Again, this is the kind of stuff that I write on my website, um, which I guess is today's other sponsor video. So if you want to see how I do that with a lot of the articles that I write, please feel free to check out jasonhewitt.com. And in everything that I write for the environment, I really do try to show how it's not just good for the planet, but it's also good for us as, you know, people, um, as a society, the economy, everything. I try to take all angles possible to show why it's beneficial because I think that's ultimately what gets things done when it comes to activism. That's what Rachel Carson did in Silent Spring. It wasn't just about the things that were important to her, which was the wildlife. She was a marine biologist and her thing was protecting the wildlife. But she understood that there were farmers at the time who were using these pesticides that were destroying the environment because they needed to protect their crops. They needed to make their money. So she showed them, look, guys, if you take the uh, a natural predator to handle the caterpillars that are eating your crops like birds if you introduce birds not only do they kill more of the pests but they're cheaper and they're they keep coming back every year like every season the birds will come to your field eat all your caterpillars and then you don't have to spend any money and it's more effective and they're like oh yeah let's try that and another thing she did was she showed a story about this family who moves into a house and they have a, a, a dog, and they have a young toddler. And the house has recently been sprayed with this pesticide that kills all the bugs because nobody knew how dangerous it was back then. But what happened was, the kid and the dog are exploring the house, and eventually the family finds that the dog suddenly has died. And they realize that the dog died because he was exposed to the chemicals. And then they see the kid crawling around the room, and the kid's getting sick. And then you're like, oh shit. This is a danger to our families. Again, if it's really like Al Gore, he'd be talking about me, 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 I used to raise black Angus and there's a drowning polar bear and here's some statistics, blah, blah, blah. Not effective. But Rachel Carson gets to exactly where the people's desires are. That's persuasion. That's what we need to adopt as millennials. So I'm really thrilled that there are so many people who are into activism, but I want to hear what are your thoughts about activism? What are your approaches to activism? What have you found um, is effective in the activism that you're involved in? I want to hear all about it. Let me know in the comments below because I want to know, why are you adulting?